Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Snowman, Mike Merkel. I'm here. The future quarterbacks coach of my <sighs> football team. We can just say it now. We can lock it in. Lock it in. It's on audio, Mike. It's it's sealed forever. Mm, interesting. No going back. We have no we don't have the ability to stop recording and, and redo this. Oh, you can't. We don't have the ability. Okay. So I've, I've seen it done before. Not once. You're you're a dirty rotten <laughs> liar. No. <laughs> We've got a load of show for you guys as always. Make sure you guys go check out our quick hitter episode, breaking down that national championship game. Uh, we'll have a, another show next week, breaking down the actual game itself, the results and all that good stuff. Um, could be a, could be a celebratory type of episode next week, Mike, depending on the results. So it could be, could be, or it could just be like a, well, yeah, honestly, depending on what time the lions play at you yeah. on the wild card, it could be very celebratory oh God, or don't even. it would be like really happy to really sad. Or it just could be like, wow, that was a really built-up weekend just for a lot of disappointment over the last week. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that too. That can also. Yeah. yeah, I have a slant that I want to take with that, but I, I want to hold it just in case because I don't want to say it out loud yet. So okay. just, just in case, pending All on the right. results. Anyway, we'll get to it. But this week, Mike, we got a lot of stuff to go over, a lot of news and notes. We're talking the NFL. No, I'm sorry, not the NFL. The XFL-USFL merger to the UFL. We've got some end-of-year I'm Always Right Sports podcast NFL awards as we approach playoff season. And as we all know, those season, those awards are for the regular season always. Don't you dare play well in the playoffs because nobody cares. Um Except for the team that wins the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, we've also got some news and notes. We're going to review Wrestle Kingdom. What, what number was this? 18? 18. 18. Wrestle Kingdom 18. We went over that last week. Um, and we're also going to be hitting some WWE news and notes as well to kind of end the show. But, Mike, let's just jump right into some pretty big news, I would say. The XFL, the USFL, they're no more. Instead, we now have the UFL. Thank God. Awesome. Right? Um, Perfectly eight, okay. Eight teams. We've got, you know, what's funny is both of our teams survived. Yeah. Both of our yeah. teams so the, survived. So the, the eight teams we got, so in the USFL conference, mm -hmm. we have the Birmingham Stallions, the champions of the last two mm -hmm. USFL seasons. Yeah. We have the Houston Roughnecks, the Memphis Showboats, and then your Michigan Panthers Woo! in the USFL Meow. side. In the XFL conference, you have the Arlington Renegades, the D.C. Defenders, the San Antonio Brahmas, and the St. Louis Battle Hawks. Woo! So, thankfully, we get just to root for both teams until they play in the UFL Championship year mm. one. Yeah. Because that's going to be the thing. That's, that's I'm already uh, telling you right now. That'll be so happen. fun. I do like how they just decide to like just go, hey, um, all the coaches that when we announced them, everybody went, how the hell are they going to be head coach? Yeah, you're not head coach anymore. <laughs> and then we're just going to keep the people that are actually head coaches. Yeah. Like, Wade Phillips is now the San Antonio Brahmas head mm. coach. And everyone's like, wait. Huh? How did that happen? They're just like, yep, yeah. I'm here now. It's very weird to it's me. It's very weird, but it's very exciting. Yeah. No, I, I think it's cool. I think this is the best possible scenario for yeah. both of these leagues. Yeah. Um, competing for airtime, competing for viewership, because they kind of overlap there for a little bit, you know, and you have a lot of your, you spread out whatever talent was left out there, and now you're com consolidating that talent. You have one league again. I yeah. just think it's better for everyone involved. Yeah, I like everything about it. Um, I Not that having multiple football leagues is necessarily bad because mm -hmm. it's just more football, but it was to a point where it was like, 
okay, so what team plays for what league? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, a you're lot like, of confusion. Is, is Michigan Panthers an XFL or USFL? Like, it right. was one of those where mm-hmm. it was, like, having to figure out which one you're rooting for and which and, yep. and things like that. Yep. So, in that sense, I love it. I think they picked – I think they had – one too many Texas markets. They always do. I don't know why. Both leagues have always done that. Because like, I would have liked ha- keeping like the Seattle, yeah, uh, the Dragon, Dragons, Sea yeah. Dragons, or whatever they were. Mm-hmm. Like just a couple of those markets that kind of just aren't yeah. necessary in Texas. They have three in Texas. Yeah. But I think they picked the four best markets on each side to yeah. keep mm-hmm. that were like the most active, had the most fans there, and everything. Yeah. And so in that term, I really like it. I mean, I think the big keeper, if you have the battle Hawks, I think it works Oh yeah, because they have, they they sell out yeah. the, the St. Louis arena. Right. Like, That's it's, why it's, I it's wish they would have leaned more into that. Right. was finding those markets that don't yeah, maybe go have back to like, franchise. Yeah, go back to like St. Louis or something yeah. or what they're in San, yeah. like San Diego and stuff. Yeah. And where like, you're like, okay, those. maybe we have, you know, some of that, you know, like Memphis, Memphis works, right? Because yeah. you don't have a NFL team, team. for Memphis. So yeah. Right? So you just root for them. Yeah. Exactly. Like so, that. The fact that you have a couple of those markets, I think those are the ones that are really going to kind of stand out, right, and be like, oh, okay, like these are places we can really sit in. To your point, though, the Dal- it's like, okay, we've got Dallas, we've got Arlington, we've got Houston. You're like, it's a lot of teams in Texas. Now, mm-hmm. I'm sure from a monetary perspective, that's probably why less travel, right? It's cheaper to travel. you got three teams in one in one state. So you've got, you know. Those games are less traveling. Yeah, 100%. You know I mean, there's some monetary savings, I'm sure, that are there in mm-hmm. that situation rather than having all these people, all these teams basically in the Midwest or the South, and then, oh, by the way, go to Seattle. Right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah, they have no one on the Western no, side at nobody. all. nobody. They're keeping everyone in, like, the Yeah, Midwest. you can literally see it's like a line. Yeah, it's yeah. a line that goes down. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that I, I love um, just the one league, mm-hmm. having all the talent in one league, having, yes. like, you know, your uh, it's going to be the best possible product you can make, not having the best whatever, yeah. however many. But you right? have the best of the next rest. round guys, and I think one because now that you've established the one league, now you can actually make it into like you can have a draft and you can do all that stuff mm-hmm. for just the one league instead of being like, when's the XFL draft? Oh, then when's the USFL draft? Like, yeah. like having two separate leagues, two separate mm-hmm. drafts, two separate roster of players. Do you, do you know a lot. if if they are getting assigned to their same teams, if people are? Or is are we starting from scratch all over again? Do you know that? I thought I read something where it was like, if you were part of the XFL, right, and it's like, hey, look, like your contract's terminated, but you're probably reallocated to the same team if your team still exists. But I don't know if that's 100% accurate. I know there's going to be another combine that they're going to do um, for staffs to evaluate. I don't know if it's going to be new new rosters again or if there's going to be like, oh, yeah, these 12 guys are staying here, but not and that kind of thing. I don't, I don't really know. Um, my... Best guess on it because I know mm-hmm. like um, I know like St. Louis and the Michigan Panthers like kept their head coach yeah they and a kept lot their of the head coaching coach, staff yeah. so I don't think the players are the same I'm pretty sure yeah, they're gonna have the a player staff. staff but yeah. the coaching staffs all kind of kept up yeah I think. that'll be interesting for sure right because you're kind of getting an maybe finally Jordan Tiamu can just finally be on one of our teams again that'd be really nice yeah so I can just even stop. though he didn't have the greatest season no, he did not no the but, last time. Yeah, but when matter. he was a battle hawk doesn't matter awesome does not matter well AJ McCarron ain't going back to Seattle or St. Louis he's in the NFL again so like he's like I'm good and then vice versa Josh Love or whatever the hell the quarterback for Michigan Panthers as long as it's not Shea Patterson it's an upgrade so yeah that's all we or Paxton Lynch the corpse of Paxton Lynch yeah. good lord so here here's the real question that we have to ask on this podcast okay I'm ready 
I know I know you you said on the top of the hour here. Okay. That we're gonna be rooting for both. Yeah. Is it sacrilegious to root for both? And what I mean by that is, if they are in the championship game, are we obligated to have to root for the Michigan Panthers, or can we just officially announce we're bandwagon of the Falcons? I, I just wanted. I just want yeah. to know. I want to clear it up. I, I'm torn like an old sweater. I really am because I. Here's the thing. I think in terms of rooting for both of them throughout the regular season, I think you can because it's kind of like having an NFC and an AFC team. Yeah. Right. Like. Even you, right? You got Seattle, and they're both and the Lions, right? Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a Lions guy, despite my best efforts. To, it's like a drug; you just can't get rid of it, right? Mm -hmm. I was just talking to my buddy Carl about this actually, but like in the AFC, right? You have teams that you tend to lean towards more than others, sure. right? Like everybody except for the Chiefs, and we're pretty much on that same. Yeah, basically. and Pittsburgh. Screw Pittsburgh; yeah, I can't screw stand them. you too. But like, I'm a, I've been genuinely a Baltimore fan. Mm -hmm. You know, like I like Baltimore. I like John Harbaugh. Like I like their organization. So. I would tend to root for a Baltimore over, say, a Cleveland mm -hmm. or something, right? Like, sure. it's just me. Um, so I think during the regular season, that's fine. I do think because of where we're located, I think we have to root for the Michigan Panthers. Okay. However, in the sense that they both get to the championship game, which in itself would be an amazing feat, um, uh -huh. especially for the Michigan side. I, here's the thing. I don't think we're ever going to run into this issue because Michigan's so bad. <laughs> um, oh, no, they were almost a playoff team. No, they made the playoffs. They, they almost they won. The they yeah, almost yeah. won. Yeah. So they they were yeah. competitive. Actually, it was, it was the St. Louis team that didn't even make yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, and even though they had like, the highest scoring offense because they had to put up like a gajillion points. points. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, I'm but, just I'm just saying, like, yeah. if they make the championship game, where's our obligation? I think I would root for the Michigan Panthers. Okay. But I wouldn't be like upset. Like if this is the team we're going to lose to, it's like if the Lions played Baltimore in the in the Super, in the Super Bowl, Bowl. I'd be like, all if right, Baltimore like, won. You'd be like, damn. I'd be like, I'd be devastated. But also at the same time, I go, all right. Well, there could be worse Baltimore's outcomes. really fucking good. Yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? You know, it's not like okay. losing to the Packers or something like that. that sure, would, that would destroy me. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I think just want to get that out of the way. Yeah, I think because so. I think I'm going to lean Battlehawks through this. <laughs> Because <laughs> I until Jordan Tiamu gets taken by the Michigan Panthers, then, then I'll go, then I'll root for the, yeah, then it'll be tough. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. I, I you know what I'm interested. Saying, you know the other saying. the other piece of this too is I'm interested to see kind of the conversion and how that works with the NFL now, <clears> right? If yeah. like because the XFL had like a partnership with the NFL, yeah, right. I don't know if that still exists, right? We kind of are kind of working as we go here, clearly on this whole merger thing, but. um now that it's like a whole separate deal again, right? I'm interested to kind of see, okay, like is this still going to be a feeder system for the NFL, right? Where you you're getting more tape and which I assume it should be and it would. I imagine it will and I think that kind of played into the time span of when the league is going to be playing yeah. because um like I said before, I would prefer the league to start like in May mm -hmm. or like end of yeah. May or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. just because the NBA and hockey is kind of rolling down in like mm -hmm. May time. Right. And you're getting baseball. Baseball's fine, but I don't think anyone's watching diehard baseball really anymore. At least every single game of yeah. all time ever. And so I think having like this summer, like end of spring summer football league mm -hmm. to kind of get you over that summer hump yep. until you get into training camp in the preseason NFL season, right. I think would be like the perfect time to have it. Mm -hmm. um, but because they're starting the season March 30th, meaning it'll probably end 
early June, late mm-hmm. May, I would assume, is yeah. kind of the time frame. Right. I assume that this will be a feeder system to, okay, these guys were awesome in this league. Yeah. They're going to go let's find, bring, let's bring yeah, in Let's camp. bring them in for practice squad camp and see what yeah, happens. So right. I imagine it's going to still be a feeding system based on the timeline. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I think it's the only way for viability, right? And I think at some point, right, you're going to start to see that where this becomes like an NFL Europe, right, where it's like, okay, hey, you just go there and – you know, take time, right, to yeah. figure it out. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. You know, you know, it's a new league again, right? But I do think that it was smart enough by both individual leagues, USFL and the XFL, to realize, hey, look, we're kind of cannibalizing one another. Yeah. We're not going to survive. The, yeah. the ratings aren't good enough. Not, not enough people care yeah. about these random teams that we've just established. We need to combine... You know, and with, you know, NBC at the time owning the USFL, I'm interested too on the ownership aspect of yeah. this as well, because I don't really know that. We had The Rock come out and announce teams, but I'm like, does that mean he's owning this thing? Is NBC still a big part of this? Um, I think there's like five, the five are like co oh, okay. owners. Okay. Like the, the three from the XFL side yeah. and the two from the USFL oh, side. Okay. I think the two on the USFL side are technically higher up than like where the rock is, but they all kind of have that makes sense. And having the rock is like a brand ambassador type of guy can't hurt you. Right. It might help. Um, no, I, I think it'll be good. I think it really will be. I think it'll be exciting. You're bringing all of the good stuff. Like the XFL brought in a few years ago, right. With like the, the listening on the field and all these extra point stuff. And yeah. And listen, at the end of the day, I think it comes down to if it's like a random Sunday night, Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, Battle Hawks, DC mm-hmm. Defenders game is on. Yeah. I think people would be like, okay, All right. it's yeah, a football sure. game. It's yeah. not going to be great, yeah. but it's it'll be it's you know better it's, it's, than yeah, it's better. It, it might be else. better than that if you watch the Pistons <laughs> and Houston or something. <laughs> yeah. So, well, anything's better than the Pistons. I'd I'd watch paint dry at this point. It's it's. It's not good. Anyway, but yeah, it should be a fun time for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's shift focus a little bit. Let's talk our NFL. End of regular season Ooh. awards, Mike. Let's oh. get to it. We're handing out some trophies today. Uh-huh. You know, at, on the same week that the Lions dropped a banner, both at their practice facility and at Ford Field, saying the 2023 NFC North Division champion Detroit Lions, we're going to be handing out some awards. Um, yep. You want to start just with the sexiest one right off the top? The quarter, quarterback of the year <laughs> slash MV. I'm, I'm sorry. I meant MVP. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, know, apologize. I know exactly what you meant. I apologize. Uh, is that where you want to start? Yeah, let's start with MVP. Okay. That's a good one. All right. All right. AP NFL regular season MVP award. Now, I have the odds on FanDuel. Do you want to go odds or do you want to just go off feeling? Um, like, I can give you the odds, then you can well, tell me, or do yeah. you want to, like... No, just give me the odds. That's okay. probably... So, right now, Lamar is minus 20,000. Yeah, if he win doesn't it. win it, I don't know... But I, I have somebody who's not a quarterback that I really think should have been in consideration. Yeah, and he, I know who you're probably talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fifth on this list. Jeez. Um, you have Dak, Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, what? and then Christian McCaffrey. Dak's Dak. numbers have been pretty good. Yeah, I get it. I guess. Whatever. Cowboys, gross. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think most of those are fair. I honestly think this is a year where – so Tyreek's fifth, right? Oh, I have Chris McCaffrey fifth. Oh, McCaffrey's a good one. Tyreek Hill sixth. Okay, I think Tyreek Hill, sure, real or McCaffrey, one of those two mm-hmm. could be the MVP. And here's why: okay. you look at the numbers. Yeah, I get it. You know, Purdy's got a pretty good touchdown interception ratio. Dak's got good numbers. I think Lamar. I think his numbers actually hurt him more than they help him based on what they look like. Yes. Um, but 
I think this is a year because you had not had that one quarterback, right, that just goes, holy shit, they're just, they're blowing everybody away, right? They're on the best team. They're just killing people. They're mistake-free. They're clearly the best player on the field, you know, and maybe you can say that with Lamar, I guess, right? Like, that's probably a fair assessment, but, like, I think Christian McCaffrey is the best player on his team. Yeah. And I don't think it's close. I think Tyreek Hill is clear in a way. Like, if Christian McCaffrey does not play for the Niners or if Tyreek Hill does not play for Miami, they are a different football team. It is very clear Mm -hmm. for them. Not saying Lamar is not, but they also went to the playoffs with Tyler Huntley last year. Yeah, it looked like dog shit, but they did. But they get there. They got there. But you know what I mean, though? Right? Like... I'm sorry. I don't think there uh, – maybe Brock Purdy, it, it, between him and Sam Darnold, is there a drop-off? Yes. But if you have Christian McCaffrey to hand the ball off to 25 times, I think your life's okay. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. I This is my argument literally yeah, yeah. for the NBA MVP yeah, yeah. every single year. Yeah, absolutely. Is if you take them off their team – what do they look like? How how bad are yeah, they? Right. I think that is the embankment of MVP. I think there's a different conversation where you go offensive player of the year. Yeah. I think that's different. Yeah. yeah. I think that honestly yeah. could be the quarterback. Award, it could be honestly. because that that's a more statistical base. Like sport. oh, on offense, who is the best, best person? Player. Yeah. Right. But when you say MVP, meaning like okay, yeah. if I take um, Mahomes off the team, yeah. How many wins do they have? Yeah. And how many do you? drop down right. to right. and that's kind of how valuable you are to your team mm-hmm. i do think christian mccaffrey when yeah. he doesn't play and i think there's a few guys from that niners team that do this yeah. but when christian mccaffrey does not play they look like absolute dog shit no seriously if you don't have a guy who can tout the rock who's a three down player that gets 20 carries plus he's a receiving threat he can run actual like he does everything for yeah. them. It's it's insane to me how good Christian McCaffrey's been for the Niners. Yeah, so I, I mine would be personally Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I also see the Tyreek Hill love I on mean, it, he's, too. I mean, he could reach 2,000 yards, yeah. right, as if he, a receiver. If he didn't miss a couple of yeah. those games in there. Yeah. I just look at him and I go, he makes Tua look so much better. Yeah. He just does. He's, he's a unguardable threat. Yeah. In most scenarios. But I do think as a betting person, yeah. Lamar is oh, Lamar's going, to win, going to win it. And I, I'm not saying that's not even not justly fair, whatever, but yeah. like I just think sometimes we have to get out of this habit of, well, the MVP just has to go to a quarterback. Why? You know what I mean? We have seen good teams make the Super Bowl that don't have good quarterbacks. It's 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 a reality, folks. Like mm-hmm. it happens, you know. But anyway, yeah, I think yeah. Lamar wins it. But I would give mine to either McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So speaking of that, AP yeah. NFL Offensive Player of the Year. So this is probably where Christian McCaffrey wins it. So Christian McCaffrey is minus three hundred favorite to win this yeah. award. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyreek Hill is at plus two fifty. So this is it's funny. It's like they're almost like yeah, this is the award that we give to the other other people. other good players. I, I just wish they would just go Quarterback of the Year. Offensive player of the year, like, yeah, just don't even give us an MVP anymore because it's it's, it's just a quarter- yeah, you've already just ass- everyone's assumes, yeah, um, yeah. I again give this one to Christian McCaffrey or Tyree Kill, yeah. One, I would say Christian McCaffrey probably in the last little bit here is probably overtook because Tyree got a moment there, he was on pace to break Calvin's record, yeah. And I was like, holy shit, like he reaches 2,000 receiving yards, that is a feat that I don't think anybody will ever touch again, mm-hmm. even you know, as great as Justin Jefferson is, and those some of those guys, like. 2000 being that critical mm-hmm. of a piece in your offense where it's like, hey, no, no, it, you're getting the ball. It yep. does not matter. 100%. Um, all right. A little more competitive on this one, I think. Okay. Okay. AP NFL Defensive Player of the Year. 
Oof, boy. So Who's the, the top, the top right four, five guys here. So Miles Garrett is the betting favorite, minus two hundred. T.J. Watts plus two hundred. Michael yeah. Parsons is plus three fifty. And then you kind of get a big drop off. You got Max Crosby and Nick Bosa. Yeah, kind of right the field. I would say I could see Miles Garrett winning this. The defense is so good. He's the face of the defense. You know, he's a dominant force. I don't know if there's a guy that I went, holy shit, this is such a game-wrecking player defensively, just because of how defense is, right? It's so schematic-based, right? You could be the best player ever, but if, you know, your corner doesn't cover anybody, it doesn't fucking matter, right? Like, it's a touchdown. So I would say Miles Garrett's probably a worthy one. This feels more like anything just the pass rusher award. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, very hard. Who's got like, the most sacks? Yeah, it's very hard for, <laughs> I mean, like, obviously, like, Jalen Ramsey in years past been like, oh, he's... You know, yeah, he, but you have to be guys. like an anomaly where you're like, oh, he's clearly the most locked down, like Darrell Revis, right? Yeah, you'd like be at Revis level. Island level yeah. to be able to get Let it. Let me put it this way. Not a safety is never winning this. Yeah, or really a linebacker. <laughs> no. Probably, unless you're like Fred Warner, maybe. Yeah, right, but, like Luke Keekley levels where yeah. you're like, oh, you've got like 500 tackles. Yeah, year. you're just so much better than yeah, everyone else. Right. Also, when Bobby Wagner has the most amount of tackles from a linebacker this year, know. you know the linebacking crew is not that great in the yeah. NFL right now. So, yeah. You're telling me Alex Anzalone's not even in this list. <laughs> he is not even. Where's Hutch at on that? Is Hutch even on the list? Well, he's, yeah, if you expand he? the list, <laughs> he's at like. Expand the list. He's at plus 20,000 with like 10 other guys. All right, I'm taking he's, it. He has the same, 800 has the same odds as Fred Warner to win the award, That's if weird. you want to know. That's weird. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would also, say I'd, I'd also go Miles Garrett, but like TJ Watt or Michael Parsons, I think, are also like. They're what, all, whatever pass rush you like best. Yeah, for. honestly. Yeah. Um, offense, AP NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. So another quarterback award usually. Uh, and you know what the funny part about this one is? There's one now. The one quarterback is the big favorite to win. Yeah. I will say, mm-hmm. but all the other people are all like running backs and receivers. There's only one quarterback in the top ten yeah, here. So Stroud. But Stroud. Then you get Puka Nakua. Zay Flowers, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Just to show you how good that is. I'm, I'm just going to go on the route. This isn't an actual category. Lions had the best draft this they year. Might, they might have, yeah. They, they legitimately might have. I'm, like, yeah. serious when I say that. Like, they, they, there is a legitimate chance that they could have hit on, like, multiple picks here. Yeah. Um, CJ Stroud's going to win this award. Yeah, it's not close. Yeah. It's not close. He's had, like, one of the best rookie seasons. Ever. Like, ever. ever. And here, you know, the sad part is, is honestly, you know who the second person I'd put on there is Sam Laporta. I know Puka's yeah. killing it, but Laporta has an opportunity today, as of this recording, to set a record, an NFL record. So so can Puka. Oh, yeah. The, for, Puka, for, uh, Puka can like, get the most receiving yards yeah, as a rookie, too. Rookie. Yeah, like, I think like, Laporta, stuff. Like, Laporta's at a point where he's, he could reach 1,000 receiving yards this year, right, as a rookie tight end. Mm-hmm. That is insane. Yeah. He could have to multiple times. He could set the re- technically, technically, if he went balled out, he could break Mike Ditka's like rookie records that have stood forever. Yeah. Have one of the best tight end seasons, not just rookie tight end, just tight end seasons ever. Yeah, he's already top. What is like? What is Laporta for you in terms of tight ends right now? I've got. Uh, I think probably, I would say conservatively, three other ones that are better than him right now. Yeah, I mean, or that are like, like I would me, say, there's, Kelsey. There's, to me, there's three clearly better than him right now. Okay, who do you have? Kelsey, Kittle, Kittle, and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. So Mark Andrews is tough for me at times though because he's never fucking healthy. Okay, that well, kills yeah. him. That hurts him a little bit. But I'm I'm with you though. I think he's four. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like, it's hard because like, 
you have to take in like I think like Darren Waller could be higher, but he has he Daniel be. Jones throwing to him. But and, he, he has I mean, and he's once, not healthy. He, he's not healthy. He hasn't played particularly um, great. Like I think I think Hawkinson's up there. Hawkinson's but I, th- but I think Laporta, Laporta's already done more for the Lions than Hawkinson ever did for the Lions. Sure. Hawkinson does a lot for Minnesota though. Yeah, right he does, now. for sure. And Absolutely. then um I had one more. Kyle Pitts, yeah. I think, has the potential. He doesn't have a quarterback that can throw more than seven yards forward, but or they just don't use him. Yeah, I don't get it either. Like they have a they have Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and somehow they never get touches. I just don't understand what they're doing in Atlanta. Listen, when or, Tyler Algier is carrying the top, is toting the rock. Yeah, and then they're like, name their second wide receiver. I don't know, and he has the most catches on the team. That's the crazy part. I don't know who like, it is. Why? I don't know who it is either. That's the best part. Yeah. Cordell Patterson's still out there. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I think Stroud wins this walking away. He's, sure, yeah, he's really turned into a pro that I don't think a lot of people saw coming. Yeah. And then AP Defensive Rookie of the Year. To, oh, I have no freaking idea. Uh, we got Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Brian Branch, Devin Witherspoon. Sure, why not? I, I don't. I don't know. There's not been a single defensive rookie that's been like yeah. Sauce Gardner levels, where you're like, oh, he changes the game. Yeah, Jalen uh, Carter, as as good as he's been for them, he's part of a defensive line rotation. He's yeah. not an every down player, right? Yeah. Like it's just not a thing. I, I would give it to Will Anderson. Yeah, I think fine. he's. From it's it's funny because I think it's the CJ Stroud on one hand, but you go from three wins to ten wins, and you're the anchor on the defense that does that. Yeah, sure. I think it's I yeah. think it's really impressive. Why not? So. Yeah. I give it to Will Anderson. I'm gonna Brian say Brian Branch. Branch I think Brian Branch could get some. He missed love, some. He missed some games, which didn't help either. Yeah. All right. Uh, some some other ones here. We got NFL Coach of the Year. I think this one can be. There's a lot of people. There, there's a lot of people. I think it could be debated. Yeah. Widely through a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Now there's two people that are heavy in the running so for D'Amico this. Demico Ryan's is the first. I'm guessing. Well, Demico Ryan's and Kevin Stefanski both have the same odds. Okay. At that's minus one fifteen, and then Dan Campbell's got the third best odds with John Harbaugh, Sean McVay, and Kyle okay. Shanahan. Can I make my case for Dan Campbell? You can. Can I just make my case? Okay. okay. He's not going to win it because Demico mm. Ryan's is going to. Yes. But. And I understand turning a team from three wins to ten wins. I get that. And a playoff appearance in a minute. Right. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Okay. However, I almost feel a little bit like, okay, if you're going to give Stroud the rookie of the year, then doesn't that take away from D'Amico Ryans a little bit or vice versa? Shouldn't they almost negate one another a little bit? Because it's like, oh, well, you have a stud quarterback now. So, how, like, does it matter necessarily? You know, you know what I mean? Like, in that situation, right? <laughs> like, like, think of it this way, right? Like, if. If you ha- like, like look at Bel- Belichick. I think is a, is a good example of that, right? When you okay. have Brady, right? Belichick looks like a genius. Doesn't matter what they do. Doesn't matter who they draft, right? You sure. had Brady. Brady won a lot of stuff, right? In this situation, Demeco Ryan's not an offensive coach. He's not calling plays for them, right? So it's like, okay, well, you have C.J. Stroud. He's setting rookie records as a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. He's on pace to do a lot of good shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, that helps whatever else you've got going on because you've you found your answer at quarterback, right? Sure. Okay. I also want to take historical precedence in a little bit here. Dan Campbell's done something that no Lions coach, nobody in the past 30 years has been able to do with this impoverished franchise, which is win the division. The first time ever you win the NFC North division is with Dan Campbell as head coach. Couple that with the fact that when you went three wins, nine wins, now 11, 12, whatever the hell, right? Like it matters. But like, 
you've seen an obvious progression where you go, this guy under this regime has clearly turned a team around from being garbage to now has become something where you go, you can see a three-year window between rebuild to division champion in a matter of three seasons with roughly a the same core of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Like, Houston has been bad historically the last few years, but they've also had years where they've been the number one seed in the AFC. They were in the AFC title game like five years ago, okay? It's not like that large of a stretch for the Texans to be shit, whereas the Lions have been shit forever, Mm -hmm. and now you've got a guy who's led them to their first division championship. In Like, they're actually winning something this year, if that makes any sense. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think Cleveland and Houston are making the Super Bowl. Is that a fair assessment to make? It's probably fair. Fair fair bet, at least, Mm -hmm. right? No, not the Lions are either. But the Lions did win the division. They did. They did do something. They did actually win a tangible item yep. as compared to these other two teams. Not like that, that matters. No, but I'm yeah, just now, trying to make my case. I guess that's fair. Now, I would even say I don't think D'Amico Ryan's is my coach of the year. Kevin I think, Stefanski. I think Kevin Stefanski yeah, is. But here's the thing: is it Kevin Stefanski or is it Jim Schwartz? Sure, I think winning games with. Uh, the corpse of Joe Flacco yeah. gets something. Oh yeah, so for sure, I absolutely. No, I I know I get it right, but as we talked about off air, right? It's it's defensively is what's carrying them. Yeah. Right? Now you get credit for hiring Jim Schwartz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So I, I, like I said, I don't really care. I don't think Dan Campbell cares. Like yeah. if, if D'Amico Ryan's gets it good for him, he's a good coach. No, I don't, I don't really have any dog in the fight here, but I just wanted to make my case for Yeah. I would also say that Dan Campbell hired two coordinators that I guess somehow are both going to be, in prime to be NFL head coaches next year. I don't. I don't see the because Aaron everyone Glenn. loves Aaron Glenn as he's the number one coordinator in football. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that. exactly. Yeah, don't get so that, that happened. So he should get credit for that, right? More points for Dan Campbell. Yeah. But then if you give him credit for that, then you gotta give Stefanski the credit. For no, I did. Schwartz, I gave him credit so. for hiring Jim Schwartz. But you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think. I think. I saw you, the Carolina news for for Ben Johnson. I go Ben Johnson. You go to Carolina, dude. You might as well just. Yeah. Not be a coach anymore. Yeah. Worst worst place you could go. Yeah. And then we got the coveted NFL oh. comeback player of the year. Ooh, that's a fun one. I think Lamar could win this one too. <sighs> Shit, seriously. He quit on his team last year, but now he's fine, so it's all good. Uh who's, who's leading? Obviously the favorite is one Sir Damar Hamlin. Okay. And then we got Joe Flacco, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford rounding out the all list. Alright. So the Damar Hamlin thing. Mm-hmm. You could say it. Why? Yeah. I. It's not comeback player of the year is somewhere where like okay you sustained an injury then you come back and you play like holy shit like this guy's yeah, like, awesome. Does Demar Hamlin play for Buffalo? Does he start? No. Okay. I think can we have a separate award like hey tragic incident comeback of the year or yeah. something like that? Like I'm not I'm not trying to be a dick but like. Like, Stafford, when he won comeback player of the year, it was because, oh, he got hurt, and then he missed the whole season, then he came back next year through 40 touchdown passes. Yes. Like, that's the level that we're trying to get here. Yes. Like, like Baker Mayfield is a good candidate for this. Joe Flacco is a great Joe, candidate. Joe Flacco, almost out of the league, comes back, leads the Browns to the playoffs. Great candidate for this. Yes. I just, DeMar Hamlin's going to win mm-hmm. because he's not dead. Mm-hmm. That's the reality of it. Yes. And that and that's like I get it. And, I, and once again, these are all just faux pas words anyway that no one gives a shit about anyway. But like it's like the Pro Bowl. I feel like he could like get in another award where it's like, hey dude, like you like something else, right? There's gotta be another award they could give this cat. Like 
I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, here, here's the other thing, right? If he didn't almost tragically pass away on the field, mm-hmm. would he still be on the team? Right? Like, what if so, Buffalo cuts him next year? Yeah. Just because they have to because they're caps and sh- I don't know if it is or not. But you know what yeah. I mean? Like, what if, like, is exactly. he just going to be a Buffalo Bill forever because, like, oh, we kind of feel obligated? Like, yeah. you Maybe. Know, you know what I mean? Just. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's just awkward to me. Who, who would be your comeback player of the year? Uh, I mean, it's it's between Joe Flacco and Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I think it's, I I would Stafford probably, at this point. He's won a Super Bowl. You don't you don't get to be in that. Not really. Yeah. No. Um, I would say well, Joe Flacco's won a Super Bowl, but that was like four hundred years ago. Um, well, he's forty. I yeah. mean, there's a whole different. You were he's been a backup literally since the day he signed that contract for Baltimore. Yeah. And everybody's like, okay. Um, I think I would lean it towards Joe Flacco just because he was like out of the league, came yeah. back and did what he did. But Baker, I would lean more Baker. Has actually, like, had the year yeah. of like, oh, your team's going to be nine and eight, wins the division. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, the Browns are twelve and five, so hold on. No, but, but like, also Flacco but, didn't play all those games, right? Yeah, Flacco didn't game. play all the games. Like yeah. Deshaun did play the first eight games and kind of put him in a hole that Flacco had to get out of. But I, I think I would lean. Flacco because he's old as shit and no yeah. one thought like three years ago people were making fun of Flacco on the Jets. Yeah, let's right. just put it that way. Like, oh, yeah. Everyone was like, "Oh, this guy's still playing football," mm-hmm. and now he's on a team that's twelve and five and honestly going to be favored in the first round against Jacksonville, probably. Um, yeah, he's going to be on that team where I think Baker's a really good like number two guy for that because it's like, listen, yeah. you were basically out of the league, also got one last chance, and oh, your team is nine and eight, wins the division's gonna yeah, host. You're not us. playing bad football, you're playing relatively consistent. Yeah. You know, you're just kind of doing your thing. You had a perfect passer rating against the Packers, so you gotta be doing something. In Lambo, right? nonetheless. In Lambo, yeah. yeah. The only right. time that's ever happened. Yeah, I could dig it either way. I don't like I said, I don't really have any. I think Jared Gosh would come by player of the year. He come back. Oh, he came back. Oh, did he? All that adversity, Mike. All that small hand. All crap the he had. small hand adversity he had to deal with. He had to get dealt to the Detroit Lions. Well, yeah, he could have won it the first year <laughs> or the second year. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. He went from 9 to 11 wins. Yeah, I know. Like every, yeah, that's the sad line. part is that every Lion can't, in any care is like, well, you went from 9 to 11. Okay, yeah. But, like, the nine wins had to be, like, the most perfect nine wins yeah, ever. Yeah, sure. <laughs> But that's just, yeah. That's I, you know, it listen, Dan Campbell could have won Coach of the Year last year if they, they would have, the if Seattle didn't blow or win the game or whatever had to happen. If, in the, that if, game. if Baker Mayfield didn't screw us over, yeah, yeah, if Baker Mayfield didn't screw us over or whatever, and they would have made the playoffs, then yeah, he probably would have won Coach of the Year, but probably. didn't make the playoffs. So they're like, well, Brian Dable, because he beat the shitty Minnesota Vikings. That's really what got Dable's thing. Was he got, oh, we're not expecting you to be good. Oh, you made the playoffs. Oh, you beat the fake Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Oh, Got it. Anyway, is what it is. Um, I do want to hand in a couple other quick NFL news and notes here. First of which, your current Michigan head coach, Jim Bartholomew Harbaugh, is entertaining the idea of going back to the NFL. Yeah, he is. So really the question is this, Mike. If and, and I think we've both kind of been on the same wavelength, right? But I'm going to ask it just for the viewing audience, right? Because you already know my answer. Uh-huh. If Michigan wins the national championship, Jim Harbaugh's gone, right? I imagine so. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't see it. I do not see a realm based unless he just does not get a job. Yeah. And Michigan goes, here, here's 10 years, $100 million. Yeah. yeah. I don't see a realm where he comes back. Yeah. It is, I will say, the one small point to it mm-hmm. is it is the thing where if you do win the natty, mm-hmm. 
you are in the position where you are like the top dog of college football. And it's like, do you want to be the top dog or go to like Chicago and just be another middling team? Well, I think it's, I think there is something there. I think it'd be, I think for him and I don't know him obviously. Right. Or else he'd have been on the show a lot, but, um, so how does it feel to lose to Michigan state again? No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) more than anything, I think what it is, is okay. I was brought back to get Michigan here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If he wins a national championship, knowing JJ's probably going to leave, you have a lot of rebuilding you're going to have to do next year. You're losing quite a few guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is an older Michigan team. I think, if anything, he goes, we're not going to win. We're not going to repeat, right? We'll probably make the playoffs still, I would assume, right? Just based on the talent you have. But I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. Your schedule's looking tough, so I don't really know. But anyway... Okay, like, all right, hey, we, we win the national championship. I did it. I, I did exactly what I was hired to do. I got you back to being the number one team in the country, right? You are a blue blood, pristine program again. Now I'm going to go back in the NFL. I'm going to try to win a Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like that's kind of his thought process. And if he wins it, mm-hmm. it's somebody's going to want to go, hey, Come on back, right? Whether it be the Raiders, whether it be, I think the Chargers, I think would jump at the opportunity to hire him, quite frankly. Probably, yeah. You know, to nurture Justin Herbert's career, right? Bring a good defensive coordinator over. I just think that that would be probably the best case. I just don't see a scenario unless NFL teams just go, no, we're just going to go with the young up-and-comer guy Mm -hmm. that he would not be a head coach in the NFL next year. I just yeah. don't see it, especially if he wins. If they lose, I could see maybe that it's like, all right, I got to come back and we got to win it. But like, yeah, I just don't see it if they win. That's fair. That's like just, I said, I just yeah. think that there's that the ounce where I also think it's he probably has like two or three teams that he wants to go to, yeah. like say like the Chargers mm-hmm. or yeah. You can go to the Raiders. You coach the Raiders. The Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to keep that coach that they have. Oh, probably. But like, yeah, yeah. but like the Raiders maybe or something. Mm-hmm. He probably has like two or three teams, and those two or three teams don't call. But like the Panthers, like, hey, how about this? He probably goes, no. I you know, hope not. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I hope like, everybody just says no. I feel like. <laughs> can you imagine? Can, seriously, can you be like, I guess we're just going to promote our defensive coordinator to head coach or something? Oh, like. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think there's like probably a couple spots that he's like, yeah, I'll go there. And if those spots never open up officially to him, yeah. then he probably would stay. Because I don't think there's any necessarily, even if he wins, I don't think there's like a downside in staying. Because it's oh, like, no, oh, no, 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 for I'm sure. The, well, I'm you're going to get a lifetime contract, right? And lifetime like, contract. Yeah. I mean, your recruiting class next year is actually pretty solid yeah. coming in mm-hmm. and stuff. And you've got some depth in some places. Yeah. So it's not like a bad team going in. No. The schedule just gets a little harder. But Yeah, it is what it is. Sorry, it losing sorry. your quarterback is the, is, I think is the hard Might part. not even lose him. You might not leave. I'd be stunned. I would be too. But could not, not have your stock be. You win a national championship, go undefeated. Your yeah. stock is never going to be higher. Ask, call Cardell Jones and go leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, last thing I want to talk about here: your Detroit Lions, your NFC North division champions. Are they? They, they are. Okay, okay. That's I'm going to keep saying it. Just, I'm just going to keep saying it. Okay. Literally all year, just accept it. It's happening. <laughs> okay. It's never happened in my life. Get out of here. Um. Mm-hmm. They have a crap ton. Now, not San Francisco 49er level, but they have a crap ton. say they have like 30. I can't, well, fan, nobody in California has a job, clearly. They're just sitting there. Vote, 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 vote. Right. <laughs> and we we all know that Pro Bowl means absolutely nothing. However, your yeah. Detroit Lions yeah, have. Catch me when the all-pro teams come out. A cre- 
have a crap load of And the them. Niners are still going to have like seven All-Pros, but it's fine. Yeah. If Panay Sewell's not an All-Pro, by the way, I'm calling bullshit. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, right tackle. Right tackle. Should be, yeah, he should, he should, should it be. should be him and Lane Johnson. Those are your All-Pros. Probably, yeah. That, that I will not hear... Anything to the contrary, there is not a single other tackle you can tell me right now that has been better than Panay. Yeah, right tackle, and yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Anyway, so we got a bunch of Pro Bowlers, right, uh, on the on your Detroit Lions, right? So to go over it, right, you've got Panay, you've got Hutch, you've got Laporta, which is crazy. Um, who else am I missing? Frank. Frank Ragnow. And Jalen Reeves-Maven. Okay, yeah, Jalen Reeves. Those are the five starters, yeah, and five you have like starters. 19 alternates. Yeah. And then I think for alternates, you've got um, Amon-Ra, <laughs> which, wow, okay. Uh, that makes sense. Gibbs, I think Gibbs should have been over Swift. Every number, every metric possible, Maybe. Gibbs has been better. Um, Anzalone's in there. Anzalone, I think you've got Jonah Jackson's an alternate. I, Decker not being an alternate, man. Left tackle is rough. Left tack- no, left tackle is it's rough. It's tough. Because like, Decker's been very good for a really long time. Honestly, the funny part is if you swing Panay to left tackle, yeah. even then it's like you're probably like a first or second alternate. Because yeah. the left tackle is just so competitive. Well, yeah. it's, well, when Trent Williams exists. Exactly. Like, like one spot's already, already taken. taken every so, single So, like, you time. need, like, and then there's only one more for everyone else. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, um, but anyway, yeah Jonah yeah, Jackson dude. made it. I think Goff's an alternate. He might be, I yeah. Think he's Goff's, like a second or yeah, third I alternate. Think, I think Goff's an alternate, and then I think... Lee Freeman might have been an alternate for, like, return guy or something. You might be right on that one, too. I think there's one more. I, I, I think can maybe pull it up. I might have retweeted it, so... Yeah. And if I, I didn't, you just well, hate to see it. The, the thing that's interesting, right, is I guess the part that I think is kind of neat is that the Lions are finally starting to get a little bit of love, um, which I think is, you know... Because they actually have talent. It's, it's like crazy how... Yeah, for that. sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think, is it Brian Branch an alternate, too, maybe? I don't know. I'm trying to find it on the Lions Twitter, but they tweet a lot. I don't really know. Yeah, they do. Good Lord. What is happening here? My goodness. Yeah, I, I got that. Let's go. <laughs> There's your five Pro Bowlers. Oh, the first time the five, that they've had five players on the initial Pro Bowl roster since 1999, Mike. Oh, here it is. All right. Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ra, Jared Goff, Jonah Jackson, David Montgomery, Khalif Raymond, Alexander Saloni. Yeah. Those are your alternates. Those are your alternates. Yeah, like, look, I think th- those are all, you know, I think those are all, those are your, you know, impact players for sure, right? But I, I, I want to talk more broadly on where, you know, if you're looking at this team, right, we can obviously talk about and say, okay, look, corner, need help there. Pass rush, need help there. Outside of that, though, this team is really kind of starting to come into his own in the last couple seasons. Um more than anything, I think it's just more of that indication of like, do, do you see, do you do you foresee that this Lions trend is as we are in that mode right now where it is a trending up? Like based on, okay, you win the division, you're hosting home playoff game, all that jazz. You've got guys now being nationally recognized as like legit guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to assume golf gets extended. You assume Amon Ra is going to get extended. Um you know, Panay is going to be here long term. I'm sure, right? I'm sure, um, that kind of thing. So you've got your foundation kind of set. Yeah, I, I, it's hard for me not to be like, look, I, I do think this is the beginning of their window, rather than like a flash in the pan. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win the division every year, but I feel like they should be in it, in the hunt, competing for it. Yeah, for I, the I, next several years. I think, I think they should. Bar none, mm-hmm. 
And I think I think and I've always equated them in like Seattle on the same path wave yeah. through this. I think they both are like you should probably be playoff teams. Yeah. Right. I think that's fair. Whether like one year you're doing you know, the division like or you're if, right in there. If yeah. one year like Jordan Love has an awesome year and they go twelve and five and you're eleven and six and you lose a division by one game, mm-hmm. but you're still a five or six seed, yeah. or you know, you just win the division the next right. two or three like whatever the case may be, however you want to finger it, I think you should just be a playoff team yeah. for the foreseeable future right. with the foundation you have in set. Yeah. Because your foundation's also set up where if you lose a Penne for three games, mm-hmm. you should be fine. Right. Like you shouldn't just fall off a cliff. When you were in the Stafford-Calvin era, when Calvin didn't play, you were like, so we have no receivers. Yeah, right. Right, or if Stafford went down, you have no backup or no <laughs> no other valuable option at all, so you're just no. losing those games. Right. I think with, like, say, Teddy, or next year they'll have Hennon Hooker or whatever, yeah. if golf goes down for two games, it's like, okay, we can survive. Yeah, right. And so I think with that, you should be at least playoff material. I am fascinated. If not be... One, two, yeah. three seed every year, and actually be viable for a I'm, an NFC championship. I'm very fascinated to see what this team's going to look like next year, especially if you lose Ben Johnson, right? If Aaron Glenn, I, leaves. I do think the coordinator thing is big though, because yeah. I think the Eagles have hit that really hard. Yeah. Where the Eagles were awesome last year, lose both coordinators, and then kind of flatlined a little bit this yeah. season. Yeah, um, I'm worried that losing Ben Johnson mm-hmm. will flatline the offense yeah. a little bit. I'm I'm very interested in the thought process. Of, of Dan Campbell, right? And I'm interested in the roster construction because it seems very glaringly obvious to me what their holes are. I would hope it's glaringly obvious to Brad Holmes at this point of what their holes are. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we know, that doesn't always mean a damn thing, right? So, like, I'm very fascinated on what they're going to do this offseason, how they're going to be able to keep up the momentum and then go into a season where you go, hey, look, you're kind of expected. This is the new normal. Yeah. Right? How do you deal with that? This has never been something we've had to deal with before, right? Is yeah. How do you deal with being the hunted? How do you yeah. deal with it being is, the team? That's it is an interesting expected. coin because yeah. you're, until probably two weeks ago, mm-hmm. you've never had real expectations for your team. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of been like, oh, let's just hope that they win the division. Let's hope this. Next year, instead of going, it would be good to, like, win the division, win a home playoff game. Next year, it's going to be like, listen, you should probably be a two or one seed. Right. Like, yeah, the, that's the, the expectation. Like, the expectation is going to go up and up and up mm-hmm. as your progress and your guys progress. Because yeah. now you've so, done it. So yeah. now this is the new bar. Because, like, like we say about the Harbaugh thing, like, like your first bar is, all right, you beat Ohio State, you win the Big Ten. Yeah. You do that. Now it's like, okay, so, like, you're expected to do that now every yeah, year. Right. Now your expectation is to go win playoff games. Right. Now you finally did that. If they lose the national championship, next year, if he stays – the bar would be okay. You got to make it to the final four. Yeah, right. With right. the more expanded yeah, yeah. playoff, yeah, you got to make the final four. Yeah, and at least probably probably be in the national championship. Like that's just where yeah. that ceiling is at for him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing for the Lions at yeah. that point. No, I agree with you, one hundred percent. For uh, no doubt about it, right? Like, and this is a fun time to be a Lions fan in yeah. that regard, Ex- where it's, yeah. the expectations are real, legit expectations. Yeah. Especially, especially, you probably have another. I'll say another year yeah, of the, the NFC North not being very good. Right. Where you probably well, you've should. Well, got, you've got a Minnesota team that needs to decide are you rebuilding or not. Yeah. Because they haven't decided. They feel like yeah. they're not, but they probably and should. And the Packers or Bears are probably in that second year yeah. build yeah. of like. Pa- the Bears need to figure out what, they ha- what they're going to do with Justin Fields. Straight yeah. up. They need to figure out what they're going to do with that. Because if they're going to say, okay, Fields is our guy, right? Okay, then you need to protect him. Mm-hmm. Right? You need to get, you need to help him. Yeah. 
And if you're going to go draft Caleb Williams or something, then you got to yeah. trade kinda, him. Probably. Well, you're kind of restarting your clock, right? In yeah. that regard, right? And, and with the Packers, okay, they think they have the guy in Jordan Love, right? But now it's, okay, we've got a lot of older, aging guys, you know, mm-hmm. that are playing big. T- I know technically they're the youngest team in the NFL. However, at the important spots, your left tackle, your entire pass rushing defensive line, right? Yeah. Like those are a lot of guys that are you're entering now your second contract where that stuff's going to get heavy mm-hmm. quickly, yeah. right? So Green Bay's got some decisions that they have to make there as well. So I think you're I think you're 100 right. You're you're in a good so- spot salary cap wise. You're in a good spot with where your foundation is. Now it's just about how do we maximize yeah. this time in the window. It will it will just be interesting once you get to that pay all these guys portion of it. Oh yeah. Which guys stay, which guys do they have to kick the can to yep. and that part, because there's always, you know, like the Mahomes dynasty, you had the cheap version of Mahomes mm-hmm. where you could just stockpile the team and do whatever you want. And then there's the, Oh, we're paying Mahomes $60 million. Now we can't just pay everyone under the moon. So right. we have to let Tyreek Hill go. Right. And once you let him go, it's okay. Now, now how are we going to do? Right. And that's yeah. what the lines are going to be as when you pay Amon Ra, you pay Panay, you pay Aiden Hutchinson. Yep. You don't have millions and millions to just go, Oh now, Oh, let's just go spend big money on this safety. Yeah, Not right. anymore. Like you got to, no, for sure. And Work that's it. what they've yeah. done, right, so far, is that they really haven't spent money. Right? Exactly. That's why I'm very interested to see this offseason because this is going to kind of be that that weird time where, okay, like Amonah is going to get paid, right? That's that's clear and obvious, right? If they don't, I don't know what – we, it's a whole different conversation we're having. But, you know, okay, you're going to pay Amonah, right? Golf is probably going to get extended, right? But what does that look like in terms of your cap? What are they going to do? Like, I feel like this is a year, and we'll get more into depth in this later on, but – I feel like this is the year where if you're going to spend a little bit of money, this probably needs to be the off season to do it because I don't know if you're going to have another opportunity where you have like 30 million in cap to they just, ha- they, yeah, they have, I think the eighth most cap space in the NFL going mm-hmm. into the off season right now. So it's like, you're going to have money to spend. And I feel like you kind of need to spend some of it, right? Mm-hmm. You need to go get help for Aiden. You need to help your secondary, mm-hmm. you know, to really kind of take this from, uh, hey, you're a good team to, oh, shit, all right. Now there's, you know, look out, right? Yep. Like, this this is the time. This is go time. So it'll be interesting for sure. All right, last last couple topics of the day. Let's shift focus here. Let's talk Wrestle Kingdom 18. Um, title change galore, Mike mm-hmm. Merkel. Yeah. Uh, no champion was safe. Not a single one. Every single one of them was like, nope. Not today. It happens. It happens. Um, I, we, I don't necessarily think we need to go match by match, but just overall thoughts on this show. Um, I, 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 I put it this way. I've seen better Wrestle Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start there. I don't think there's a match that like jumps off the page for me, quote unquote, yeah. on this show. A um, lot of potential, but like I thought the whole undercard was really just not all that spectacular. Yeah, and then you I, hit your last three matches. You go, okay, this is better. Yeah. But not it's like normal new Japan show. Then, Yeah, exactly. Where I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is better, but I'm like, okay, yikes. This is, it is, it is the slight problem of the format of like least important to most important. Yeah. As you watch like the five undercard matches, like, like they don't put, they never put like the global championship <laughs> match with like Osprey and Moxley. Oh, to open a show. Yeah, right. Like like WWE would or something. Mm-hmm. So it's just a very weird like mix of like, so we're watching these juniors, and then this, like, they had, like, Yoda Suya just wrestling whoever. Sure. Because why? why they had House of Torture in there for, like, for not even a title. It was just, like, we're just going to have a tag it. match. I didn't even watch yeah, that. No, it just stinks. Yeah. Um, so you just have a lot of, like, I don't know why this is on here or who cares 
in like the first half of the show, mm-hmm. which is on every Wrestle Kingdom, so you just gotta gotta yeah, live yeah. with it. Um, I would say the only match that really sticks out that kind of like, oh hey, I'm here is the Brian Okada match. Yeah, I think that's the one match where I'm like, if you're gonna watch anything, yeah, probably watch that one. Yeah. Uh, other than that. I, I was, was fine. Yeah, I always look forward because, like, usually they put, like, you know, your Kenny's or your Osprey's in, like, a big singles match yeah, somewhere. This was a bad use of Osprey in his last Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, well, it kind of was. Yeah. Uh, because, like, you go from last year going, all right, you got Kenny and Osprey, where you go, okay, that can be a banger anytime. Then you go Okada and Jay White in the main event of last year. Yeah. So now you go, so we're going to have Sonata and, and Tetsuya Naito. And then we're going to have this th- random three-way where David Finley wins. And you go, this is a very weird. Yeah, it was. a. It was. I felt like they did David Finley a little bit dirty, even though he got the win. Mm-hmm. He didn't look like he belonged in yeah. the match, right? It was very much like, okay, right? Um, they, I think the problem, the build was fun, mm-hmm. but it felt like like Osprey and Mox were both like, okay, so everyone wants to see us. Even Osprey said it in his press conference. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone wants to see us. No one really wants to see him, so let's take him out, and then yeah. we'll just go one-on-one. Yeah. And like when you say that... Yeah. You're like, okay, we're all thinking it. Yeah, we're all thinking it, but like, no one ever says it. And, then and the other problem, it. too, is Moxley's not a New Japan guy. Osprey's leaving. Yeah. You really only have one other option. Yeah, like I said, I, I made the case for Osprey last week because I was like, listen, he could win it, hold it for a month or two, and then lose it before he goes to AEW. Yeah. Or he could defend it a few times in AEW and then lose it like Forbidden Door or something. Yeah. Like, there was something there where you could have <laughs> ran it with him, but Moxie's definitely not going to win it. And Uh-oh. then David Finley was the most likely person yeah, to win. Yeah, exactly. Um, the but Okada hey, Brian thing, I was like, okay, well, Okada's got to get his win back, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that already I was kind of going with that mindset. And then same thing with the world title match with Sonata and Naito. Um, Naito looks old yeah. at times. And those first title reigns for IWGP champions always never go well. No, no. Um, and, I, like, I think Sonata really I, – I do think Sonata is going to be a guy they really are going to lean on heavily for the next several years. Yeah. I thought Sonata looked like he belonged. I yeah. really do. I yeah. thought, like, you know, the change in appearance, right, the new gear, all that stuff that he's done over the last eight, ten months or whatever, mm-hmm. right – I do feel like, okay, this is a guy that you really could get behind, right? But I think more than anything, what's going to wind up being it is either you need to lean more heavily into him being a heel or you need to make him babyface. Mm-hmm. Because the way I look at it right now, it's like, okay, like he's just a dude. And you, I don't think you can be Mr. Cool Guy, like, I don't really care, but I care. Yeah. Like, I'm in a suit, so it means I'm a bad guy kind of deal, right? Uh-huh. Like, if you're going to do it, let's lean heavily into, okay, he's a piece of shit or yeah. hey he's a super big man. I I could see Sonata main eventing next year as the biggest baby face they have. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Um I'm interested in the Nido thing where it's like okay we're going to try this again, right? Uh-huh. Kind of thing. It just feels like Nido's always places better on the chase than it is with the title. Yeah. Because I think the character lends itself where it's like he doesn't care. Yeah, so he's a nonchalant. Like, yeah, so, so it's like it doesn't okay, help so does a the lot. title mean something to you or doesn't it, you know? Um you know, obviously, evil being the next challenger, <sighs> swinging a mess. Couldn't have been worse. Yeah, could not have been worse. I do want to talk about this news, though, right? You've got some big WWE names making an appearance there, right? Mm, yeah. Matt Riddle making a challenge. Um, For the and, title, yeah, yeah, and Nick Nemeth, aka Dolph Ziggler, mm-hmm. coming out there, face, you know, doing the face-off thing with David Finley and the. In the I crowd. thought it was fun because he came out with his brother. Yeah, for the for the tag, tag match, match, and I, I went, like, okay. If you throw him as a tag champion, yeah. there, yeah, okay, I'm sure. In. And then he did the thing with David Finley. I go, oh, 
All right. Give him global championship. Yeah. I think a guy like Dolph and Riddle to an extent, but Dolph especially, name him whatever you want, is a huge would be a huge coup for New Japan. Like a massive they need they are struggling because they've always had at least one American talent be close at the top of their card, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, okay, you gotta have that little bit of that variety. And Mm -hmm. I know David Finley's a white guy, but he's not American, right? Mm -hmm. But like I really think that Dolph coming in raises a level because it's now it's everything, right? He can fit anything you need him to be. Yeah. Tag guy. I was going to say, he's so good in ring too. Oh my God. He fits that style. Exactly. Where he doesn't have to have this big character, Mm -hmm. right? Where he can come in, reinvent himself a little bit, do what he wants to do. But man, you want to be a baby face? Can do it. You want to be a heel? Can do it. It it fits every level that you can for them. I think that is a huge I I really liked that. When he walked out, I was like, oh, shit, we got we got something. something. We got something yeah, here, right? Cooking. Where you could easily make him global champion tomorrow, and I'd be like, okay. Yeah. yeah and then I'm he cool. goes to, like, Rev Pros yep. and uh, wherever. Mm-hmm. To I want I want Dolph's resurgence to be what Cody did, mm-hmm. where he just goes out there and he becomes the biggest name possible, right? Like, same thing that, like, you know, Matt Cardona did. Yeah. Just go out there, hit these bigger shows, and just be the guy that everybody wanted you to be. Mm-hmm. As a in terms of fan base, the office clearly never saw it, but like that's the guy, right? Yeah. You're the best. You're the best guy in the world right now. That's not signed to a major company, yeah. right? You're not in AW. You're not in WWE. Just go out there and kill it, yeah, and make a name for yourself to the point where you go, dude. These guys, this guy's like forty, and he's just, yeah. it feels like he's just getting started. Yeah, you know. Um, I thought that was really, no, really I, cool. I love that. Um, last big thing here we got to talk about. WWE's day one show, mm. things happened, and yeah. then all of a sudden, one Jinder Mahal oh. making his return. I mean... Shocked me. I mean... Yeah. Um, I was excited. Yeah. Uh, he had, like, one of the best. <laughs> Don't laugh. I'm, I'm being serious. Okay. Go back. Go back. Hold on. He had, like, one of the best WWE title reigns I've seen. In terms of... Putting me to sleep. Oh, okay. Got yeah, it. yeah. Okay, okay, got it. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. We're all, we're all on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah same my, bad, page. my bad, my bad. Yeah, I mean, listen, he defended the title in a Pujambi prison match, okay? Yeah. I don't know what else you can ask from a guy. I, I, and then the great Kali helped him win. <laughs> I mean, how else can you... So bad. Looking back on it, it was just not good. He was... almost fought Lesnar at that one Survivor Series. <laughs> and then <laughs> Lesnar went, no. And then he went, no, 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 give me Brian. And then Brian had to go in like four days before and beat him. No, oh, it was AJ. Or was it AJ? AJ, uh, yeah. AJ beat him. AJ in beat UK. him, and then, and then yeah, then Brian beat him the year yeah. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, but right. either way, everyone was like, "No, that's not happening." Um, okay, so Jinder comes out, right? Yeah. Everyone boos. He, and here's the thing, too. Man, did they milk this fucking promo because he just kept going and going and going. It's almost like someone going. missed their cue, so he said, "I got to keep randomly talking." Like he's talking in a different language for a while. He's calling people racist, and then they're not racist; they're just stupid. But then they're racist again. It was just like, oh my god! Like, and I'm like, if this is Biggie as the return, I'm turning the TV off. Actually, I'm just gonna flip back to the Washington Texas game. But yeah, <laughs> like, like. Well, you know, like, it's just, I'm like, okay, great. And sure. then the Rock's music hit, and I go, oh, all right. Now we're cooking with some gas here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And then we have another long-ass promo that nobody cares about. Yeah. And I'm like, you call these people, blah, 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 and you're talking about America. And everyone on Twitter is like, so he's announcing his candidacy to run for president. That's right? what I thought it was. And I was like, holy shit. I go, 
this is the platform we're going to do this on, huh? All right. Well, Monday never all be. Why not? Yeah. You don't even go by Dwayne here. You go by The Rock. Like, it's not even. <laughs> if the ballot said The Rock, I just vote Dwayne. The Rock. Rock quotes. <laughs> Everyone looks at the ballot and goes, who's Dwayne Johnson? I'm voting for the it's other guy. He's got the Brahma Bull logo next to his name. You know what I mean? It's got the people's eyebrow or some shit. I can't even. Anyway. Um, oh, you Rock can. comes out. Rock comes out, right? Does his promo. They fight. Rock goes in, hits the people's elbow. Everyone goes wild. Everyone thinks, okay, end of segment. And then he picks up the mic again, takes 47 breaths because he's dying. Um, it was a lot. He goes, tells San Diego elbow. crowd, he goes, San Diego, I'm going to go back. I'm hungry. I'm, I'm hungry. I'm going to get some food. Where do you guys think I should sit? And I, at this point, Rob was lost. is very confused to the point where I go, is this like a San Diego thing? Like. Yeah. They have a saying, and he goes, I'm going to go sit in the booth. Should I sit in the booth? And everyone's like, no, no booth. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm going to sit at the bar. I was like, yeah, the bar. And Brock's like, yeah, I like the bar, too. And I go, is this, what is happening? <laughs> go to the next segment, please. I go, are we off the air? Is this not meant to be aired uh-huh. right now? And then he goes, or maybe, maybe. Oh, God, I'm so tired. Yeah, breathe, breathe, breathe. Maybe. I sit at the head of the table, mic drop, and everybody collectively, myself included, I'll admit, I fanboyed a little bit. I went, oh, shit, all right, here we go. Um, you know, because I just didn't yeah. see it coming because I'm so frustrated with everything the last 45 minutes that have preceded uh, it. Um, thoughts on just him saying that first off. What was your reaction? Because you texted me and you went, oh, God, it's gender, and then you went, oh, there we go, when The Rock came out. <laughs> And then it was really funny because yeah. uh, they hyped up on Twitter. They were uh-huh. like, we got this big name. So I was like, okay, Cena, Austin Rock. Yeah. It's one of the three. And I went, if they're hyping Big E, because I saw an article like the day before. It was like, Big E's like, I'm feeling better. Like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Rock comes back. But yeah, no, I, I thought it was so funny. I was like, ah, gender's funny. I was like, you just, the yeah. crowd just went. This felt like the biggest like Vince McMahon book thing <laughs> where he just walks out and then he's actually the person and everyone's just like, and then that you go, sucks. oh, he fits all the criteria. Yeah, he does. Yes. He does. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, you know, uh, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I mean, it was. It was boring until like the last seven seconds. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah, was, it was. It was. It was. It was fine. So this brings up the question, right? <laughs> they have to do it. If, if if he's teasing it, well, they're what? gonna they're gonna do it. Okay, one hundred percent. The question is though, where is it at the chamber? The rumble got so much more interesting now, so fucking you, you, quick. You know how uh, annoying the rumble got when they made it a fatal four way. Oh god, don't even get me started. I was so pissed. I went. So we're taking L.A. Knight, A.J. Styles, and Orton out of the rumble. Well, that cool. sure. But I was like, now you now you leave the door open for like any option possible, which I don't love. Yeah. Well, so because there are those like crazy options out there where you could have like Randy pin like LA Knight or oh, something. Oh, they're not changing the title. I was more I'm, pissed. I'm that worried. They got, oh, I don't think that's happening at all. Um, I'm I worried. Think, I think it's more of the fa- I was more upset that A, they took him out of the Rumble, and B, they are now taking three guys off the table that he can beat to spread this out a little bit if possible, right? Like to get 
you know, a match. Well, there's only two. one pay per view. I guess that's there. true. But like, that's where I was more pissed than <laughs> oh, anything. I didn't, I didn't care for like I don't I don't care. I just like the having the rumble thing. actually full of people that are actually good. Here's the thing: is, I don't this, want it to this just rumble be has, Punk and Cody. I was to say this rumble only has two people that go. I know, there. I know. It's very at cool. the end of the day, it's yeah. only two people. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't th- I'm not worried at all that Roman's wrong. Oh, I'm, I'm worried. not even. I'm not even remotely. I'm worried. No, no. I, I I can't imagine that's how they would end the title run. That makes no sense. That you would defeat every the new people in charge. Yeah, the people who didn't give Cody the title last year when everyone thought they would. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I know those people. Yeah, but that's different, though. That's yeah, the different. same people that want to break Hogan's record, so he has to hold the title until September. Well, that's not... I don't think that's mattered as much. I, I, I think I have, Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. Well, you can't be concerned that they're gonna, he's going to drop I'm the title about Rumble. Both. Okay. Because I want one outcome to happen. <laughs> I'm worried about both. Because I, I want one outcome I, to happen. Here's the thing. I don't think happen. there's anybody in that match that's legitimately could be like, oh, no, he's the next guy? Okay, great. Like I mm-hmm. like AJ's just came back. Orton just came back. LA Knight's not. LA Knight ha- won a damn thing. Yeah, it's not a thing. I don't think Roman's dropping it. But I don't know. The question then becomes right. So it, when Cody doesn't win the Rumble and Punk does, is that a situation where you go, oh shit? Or are you still okay because well, like, okay, well we can get there with the chamber, and it sets it, it up. It that makes way. less sense with the chamber, but it can still work. Yeah, because they're on different shows. So well, like, I mean, if Punk challenges Rollins, no, no, no. But what I'm no. saying is, like, if Punk if Punk wins the Rumble, yeah, then how like oh, how do you get Cody, Cody, to, Cody SmackDown. to SmackDown? Makes sense through the Chamber because the Chamber would technically be SmackDown people. I guess you that, could just do like a three and three. I guess technically, but they, it, that makes no sense and stupid. So, like, if you want the logical way to do it, yeah. I think like yeah, analytical. Cody, yeah, Cody, Cody wins the, the Rumble, yeah. and then Punk wins the Raw Chamber to challenge Rollins. That's fair. Makes the most sense. Agreed. But either way, I don't necessarily. I think. If they did a thing where Punk wins the Rumble and the last six guys in the Rumble just go into the chamber. Oh, that's better. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Just like because then better. it could be anybody. Yeah, that's that's actually they, a great and idea. And then they get in there yeah, and then yeah. he wins the chamber. Yeah. That could work too. That's actually a really um, good idea. But regardless, so, I think, I mean. Do you think just, Rock and Roman happens and at the chamber? I imagine so. Yeah. I think it's, I think it not has to. I mean, I think it. Here's the thing. It's interesting because I think in any other circumstance, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, no, it's Mania. Mm-hmm. But Perth is huge. Yeah, no kidding. And they want to sell Australia. that shit They're out. in Australia, right? They're focusing a lot more on their foreign markets. And more than anything, here's, here's, the, here's the kicker, okay? Uh-huh. And I was thinking about this quite a bit after it happened. Okay, they wait to Mania. Okay, mm-hmm. say, say Punk wins it and it's, it's rocking Roman, right? Okay. Cody faces yeah. name a guy, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Because that's the way you probably would have to pivot in that situation. You would hundred percent. Okay. So here's the here's the problem with Rock Roman at WrestleMania. Okay. okay? It's yeah. the same exact problem we had last year with Sammy and Roman. Okay. Mm-hmm. You get the match, big build, everyone's excited. Okay. Roman wins because you're not Rock's not winning. If Rock won, I don't know what we're doing at this point. Okay, Roman beats Rock. Now what? Yeah, seriously. Now what? Because because now you've established. You look at everybody. You go, okay. There's nobody left for him to beat. Yeah, there's nobody left. This and so I think in that scenario. Yeah, I think that's the way. Here's what. Here's how I lay it out. Yeah. Is if WWE cares about the record for Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. and I'm not. Well, saying, here's the thing, which I don't think they should because he's not beating Bruno's. Yeah. 
But like, okay, yeah. So that's the thing, though. It's yeah. like I like whether you think they care or not. It's yeah. is regardless, yeah. right? I think if they care about the record, this Rock Ma- Roman match happens at Mania. Okay, because then he can just hold the title another yeah. year so, or till you know, Survivor Series or whenever, and then drop it to Cody next Mania or do whatever. Oof. You know what I mean? But I think if they don't care about the record, they'll do the Rock thing at Elimination Chamber mm-hmm. and do the Mania match with Cody. And then and drops it there. And drops it there. Yeah. Now, I, if he beats both, oh, I don't then, know. I don't know. Then what we're tell me do. what they're going to do. I don't know what they have do. nothing. Yeah. I don't know what they could do. I, I the undisputed champion versus the world champion, champion CM Punk, and then and then Roman wins that one at SummerSlam, and you go, who's ever going to beat this? Is he just going to go? No one left. I'm done. If vanquishes the title for I'd someone quit, else, I'd quit watching. I'd stop watching. It'd I'd be stupid. Watching. I'd be. The, I'd be so pissed. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I feel just, like I, I think really those are the don't. Two yeah, I really just don't think. And here's the thing, too. Personally, I think an even better solution would be you don't have the match at all right now, because he, here's the way I look at it. Right, clearly the Rock's not ready to go mm-hmm. because he almost died yeah. like, doing three moves. Okay. I don't think he's got enough time to get ready to go. I just don't, based on his schedule and everything else he's doing. I just don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong, but okay. But let's assume that, like, in a perfect world, okay, Roman wins the Rumble. We know who he's going to face, blah, 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 right? Why not tease it and do what they did with him and Cena? Yeah. And just book it a year out. No, or, that's like, fair. Or, like, if Co- so like, so let's just say, right, Cody wins the Rumble. Or Cody, however we get there, it's Cody and Roman. Yeah. Okay? Cody beats him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Big moment. Blah blah blah. Cody's champion. Whatever. Right. And let's just say it doesn't even happen on Raw. Mm-hmm. Right. Because SmackDown's still on Fox for right now. Okay. So it's like okay, Cody's got his big moment. We set up the next thing. Right. Okay. We tease it Friday night. We're gonna hear from Roman Reigns for the first time since losing the title. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything's a disaster. Everything's a shit show. Right. He comes out. He's pissed. He's this. He's that. He, he let's just say he comes out and just destroys like six people, whatever. Yeah. Right? Then the Rock comes down, sets it up, and Roman even comes out and he's like, "Look, I've done everything. I beat everything you did. I've done everything." Blah 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 blah. And then mm. Rock comes out like, "You haven't beat me. You haven't beat me. Yeah. You didn't beat me. Right? And the only way you're gonna do it is if you beat me, the biggest name to ever grace foot. Right? I'm the biggest name. I am the head of the table. I'm the biggest name in the family, and you're gonna beat me at the biggest show. Yeah. And which just the whole year is just dedicated, for Roman at least, to establishing himself where he goes on a rampage, right? Sure. He kills everybody, but he's not in the title picture anymore, mm-hmm. right? Because it's all now about, like, I've done this, I've done that, I've done everything else I could have done as champion. The only thing left for me to do is to beat The Rock. Yeah, I think the only running problem with that... Yeah. And it's not a WWE problem. Yeah. It's a Rock problem. Yeah. It's I don't know if the Rock can book that far out. That's why I'm I'm actually hoping he could. Is like because now you're not like in this small little bubble. It's like hey, yeah. next April. Yeah. I need a month. Oh, so it, well, yeah, and that's the thing is I think it's hard like because you know. I think in in three months he knows okay these are the movies I sign up for. I have right. the XFL thing right, starting right. in yeah, March, yeah. Yeah. so it's like I'm going to be promoting that or whatever. Yeah. Like I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. Next year I might get a Marvel movie given to me. Right. And I, and they say you have to be working during this right. time. Or hey, no and, wrestling. Cause you can't or get no hurt. wrestling. Cause you can't get hurt. Yeah. And then you, you can't fight away. So then you promote it yeah. in April and then January am, comes around and goes, Oh, sorry, I can't do it anymore. You go, yeah. 
Yeah. Would you do that? Well, like, yeah. I think that's the problem you would run into is a yeah. rock problem right. with that. Not necessarily. I just, a, a I, I look at problem. and I go, because it's hard for me to fathom them putting this match at the chamber. I just realize. It's such a weird thing. It right? is. But I do think. Because it's in Australia, it almost feels bigger. Yeah, well, here's the thing. is, So they have 65,000 seats they have to sell, That's and true. they're at like 48 or 50 or something. So they're at 70,000 seats. They've Pretty sold. much, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I think, <laughs> I think, and I also think, so you have this four-way happen at the Rumble. If Mania's Cody, what's the big chamber match for Roman? Right. If Roman's going to be there. And if Roman's yeah. not there, then I would say he's not even going to yeah, be there. Yeah, if he's not going to be there, then I don't know if you fill out the place anymore. Yeah, right. But then you go, Rock Roman, sold out. Immediately. For sure. Immediately. It's just one of those deals where it's like, it's the only thing left for him to do before he drops it. It is going to be at like 6 a.m. though. Because it's in Perth, so. Yikes. It's not even going to be like the 1 p.m. start. It's like a 6 a.m. start. Yikes. Or like 5.30 in the morning or something. So you're going to have the Rock and Roman going at it at like 8 (laughs) a.m. Everyone's got their cereal. Everyone's everyone's like, (laughs) that's awesome. Um, Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I think it happens at the chamber. I think it's the best case scenario is yeah. is the chamber. I'll die low inside if it happens at Mania. Yeah, the thing is, is I can't I, blame them for wanting it. At Mania, well, no, though, obviously it's not. the biggest match they could. I ever also make. the the annoying part is like I you can't even really do the night one night two thing, yeah. Because I think they promised Punk that he was going to main event night one when he came in. Like you know what I mean? Like I feel like that was because like, that was this one thing was he and. <laughs> It'd be really bad. You're like, all right, so a, a non-title match against The Rock is going to main event. The World Heavyweight Championship Royal Rumble winner, CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah, not great. Um, <laughs> you, do you guys want to open? <laughs> yeah. You have, you have Rollins and Punk opening mania. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, if you could do Rock Hogan in semi-main, you could do Rock Rome in semi-main, right? You think so? No. The guy who's been champion for five years? Not even a little bit. Are you kidding me? No. Especially um, if he still has the cha- It would be a universal championship match then. I was going to say, what if it's not for the title? Why wouldn't it be for the title? Uh, maybe Why would The Rock not want to fight for the title if he could? Well, maybe it's just one of those situations where he's like, look, I've been champion. I've been WWE champion. You've been WWE champion. That's that's not... It's, it's, it's about the family yeah. at this point. Sure. It's, it's but about it, being the head would, of the table. I would say it's not about the title. I would say the same thing for Jey Uso at SummerSlam. They just put the title on the line regardless, too. Well, he's got to get the title. Rock's been champion. <laughs> he's never been universal champion. Nobody wants to be universal champion. <laughs> okay? Nobody wanted to be universal champion. Okay? I don't think WWE wanted to be, like, like what about the universe? What is it? Yeah. I'm waiting for the Galaxy Champion next. That'd be cool. Keep changing sentence. Anyway, yeah, the Earth Championship. I am fascinated, and here, and the bigger conversation is, and we kind of wrap this up here. Is man, it would just when you think when you're like, okay, man, we're just kind of like in this lull here, waiting for the Rumble, kind of right, and they're mm-hmm. trying to put on some decent shows and all this, that, and the other thing, but like, it really feels like right now, this is a moment. This is a fork in the road for WWE. We mm-hmm. can either continue the good faith. Yeah, and continue on this massive path of the. I mean, because historically they've never been hotter. Yes. Or here we are. We can fuck it over uh-huh. and blow everything up and go. No, Rock Roman at yes. Mania. That's true. Which is uh, monetarily probably their biggest match. It is, but it screws over all the other plans. Every everything else you could do. Yeah. It, it really hurts your long term booking. Mm-hmm. It hurts your long term story building. Cody Rhodes is your number one merch seller right now. Yeah. 
I, and here's the thing is, I know he's the hottest baby face. I know he's so, at one point. Does that stop? Does it just die? Exactly, out? because at some point, you go, you're going, okay, great. I'm behind this guy. I'm ready. He's my guy. And eventually, he's going to get the yeah. title. Like, if he if he doesn't challenge for the title, I'm like, so What do you do? There's like, nothing I was else like, you he's can do. He's been in the company for two years almost. It's going to be like two and a half yeah. to three years before what he wins he done? the title. Okay, he beat Brock and he beat Seth. Great. Next. Right. That, that's yeah, exactly. And he's beat Shinsuke. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know I think I, mean? I like, beat Shinsuke in, at one point. In two years. Yeah. That's what right. he's done. Uh, and he was one half of the Undisputed Unified Tag Team Champions for six days. All right. That's true. You calm it down. He did do that. All right. Right when Jey Uso was like, I'm not a tag wrestler anymore. One of those tag titles. <laughs> yeah. Um, it has to. It just it can't not be. And I th- here's the thing. The only reason why I have this hope is that they understand that this has to be a thing. is mm-hmm. because... I am hoping at this point they understand that he's it's not going anywhere, right? Cody's still on fire, right? Mm-hmm. He's still everything like every time he goes out there, people lose their shit. You have to capitalize on it, right? Now I'm gonna admit straight up right now, when he wins the title, I do think there's gonna be a feeling of, okay, now where do we go? Mm-hmm. Right? Because having a babyface champion is more difficult. Which right? is why you just have Randy Orton sitting there. Agreed. For but a good like, story. Right. Because you have to have a good first story yeah, to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Because if you just have nothing yes. and then it dies yeah. out, then yeah. no one's going to care. Agreed. So you have to have one good thing right yeah. after. But, but it's like, okay. Like, okay, he did it. It's going to be that sigh of relief more than anything. Mm-hmm. Then it will be a, yes, he did And that's it. the thing is, I think last year, been it would have been yes. a yes. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where it's going. Yeah. Where this year, it's a yes, and sigh like a, of relief. Yes, thank God he did it. Oh and my now gosh. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I can Okay, I can breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And then he doesn't do when it. When that I'm, three happens, I want to cry. He pins him. I want to cry. I, I don't even remember what it looks like. I'm be honest with you. I don't. I don't. I don't even know. What do you mean? What it looks I don't like? even know what it looks like to see Roman lose a one on one match. Oh, I haven't seen it in five years. So. Oh, I was gonna say he did get pinned against Jey Uso. Yeah, that's a tag though. I'm not that concerned. About okay. It. They try to make it a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Well, like when he gets when there's like 750 interferences in it, then Cody wins. Is it? Oh, I'm going to feel even better because I'm like, thank God, because I swear to God, if Solo ruins my main event again, I'm going to be pissed. Anyway, that's going to be for this week's show. Next week, I don't know. We're talking Lions. We're talking playoffs. We've got a lot of stuff going on. We're talking national championship games. Lots of football coming your way next week. But I'm going to have the missing whale, man. He's the Mercs on Mike Merkel slash quarterback coach. (laughs) I'm the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka. We will see you guys, as always, next time.